0: Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results.
1: And we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Payton, Holly Payton with you. We also have our friend Dan Collier with Training Pros guys it's been a fun morning i mean we have learned a lot we've we've met with some interesting people caught up with some old friends made some new ones this segment's going to be a lot of fun we have with us the technical education manager with emc please join me in welcoming to the broadcast mr ed bell how you doing man
2: i'm doing great how you doing
1: i am doing well delighted to have you uh how long have you been at this thing? You've been in the training development arena for a while?
2: I've been in the training development arena since 1987.
1: Yeah, 87. So. I was probably playing second base for Slick and Ellie's Pizza Ellie's no, <laughs> yeah. Actually,
2: I'm a little older than that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, have you seen some things change since 87?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I started working for a law firm, and then um, when I got into the Air Force, I was uh, I was told, you do nothing but sit there and teach these guys. So they, get, they pass, and I get a flag on my flagpole, and I'm like, okay great you know so but the technology's changed the world's changed the people have changed i mean you know it's amazing the differences between you know this 25 30 years later so it's crazy
0: can you talk a little bit about, it says technical education manager. So talk a little bit about what your area of responsibility is.
2: That's my generic title, oh, okay. um, but it's, it's fine. Um, we refer to ourselves as technical education managers. What I do specifically is I work for EMC's education services. And my role, um, which is actually kind of fun, um, when I met, first met Dan, he's like, that sounds pretty cool, is I'm what you call an education technology services um, focused. And what I do is... I work with technology and look for technology to support the education services team, Um, and that technology can be pretty much anything you can think of. It could be, I need a learning platform, I need an LMS, I need a learning record store, I need mobile technology, I need web services, it doesn't really matter, so my team um, supports various organizations and various roles so I've got a web team I've got a software development team I've got a video team I have an e-learning production team and each team focuses in different areas and has different responsibilities so it's you know people come to me with I've got a problem and I'm trying to solve it how do I make my training more engaging so we'll go off and find tools and look for tools that you know help people do that Um, so every day can be different every day can be an adventure if they want if you want to say that that works out.
0: Talk a little bit about. You mentioned mobile. Talk yeah. a little bit about how your company is using right. mobile oh. technology and from a learning perspective.
2: <clears throat> so obviously, delivery to mobile is huge. Um, you know, we've spent the last number of years looking at our our e-learning, trying to get it out to a mobile platform. We've done an enormous amount of work in the video space. And you know, if you're if you're walking the planet today and you have a phone in your pocket, um, that's how the world works. And what we're what le- we're doing is. We are, every product that we do is learning, um, everything's mobile first. So we wow. look at everything we do, everything we build, mobile first. Because we know that somewhere, somehow, somebody's gonna hit it on a mobile device. And most likely, that's gonna be the first way they do it. Um, I was just, just yesterday, my boss sent me an email. He said, check out these demos from this company we're working with, we may work with, Da da da. I said, great, I clicked on the link, I hit the thing, and I got this thing that says, you need to lo- load Adobe Acrobat. And I said, uh-uh. I went back and I said, they're not mobile. <laughs> they're not I said we can't use them right you know, they got to go mobile first and because that's what my customers are doing that's what uh, that's what my you know people come to me and say I need to build this and by the way it's got to be mobile
0: so let's talk a little bit about your customers who who is the audience
2: so my audience is education services first um, they are the group that we support so they've got their developers their delivery folks um, and through them we also support other organizations within EMC so our sales organization um, They've got, a, they've got a training group underneath them, and they do a lot of sales accreditation year-to-year, quarter-to-quarter. So a lot of the work we do focuses on, you know, getting them, helping them have technology to get their folks trained. And obviously sales reps are mobile. They're on the road. Um, so they've come to us and said everything's mobile first. Um, we also support other organizations. RSA is the security division of EMC. We support them. We support our global services organization. So... Our partners, um, VCE, which is another EMC company, will support them. So there's anybody who sort of touches education services ultimately somehow begins to be one of our customers or begins to use some of the things that we find and the technology we find.
0: So, um, I'm fascinated in the concept of sales training via <laughs> mobile device. So you, you just have to talk a little okay. bit more about that.
2: All right. So um, this will get us into the, one of my my favorite topics during the day. So we do obviously e-learning a lot of the e-learning we do um, we work with the sales productivity e-learning team and they develop the content Um, my team helps publish it we use articulate presenter and storyline and your standard development products over the past couple years you know there's been more and more demand moving us towards mobile um, but also towards video so we've developed in-house at emc a Product we called edu YouTube or Ed YouTube. um I like to call it Ed's YouTube, but that doesn't fly well usually with most I people. I like that the best, do <laughs> you, Dan? Yeah. yes. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I have to explain that to my boss when I get back to work today. Oh, we'll,
1: we'll fix it in post. Don't there you go. <laughs> oh, so. we, we better not call it that then the
2: next time. Okay. <laughs> so, but Ed YouTube is a in-house developed platform for video management. Now, we could have gone third party, but one of the things we wanted to do was look at what our customers needed. Um, So we built it. Initially, it was just a video streaming technology. Um, and we've added functionality to it, channels, sub-channels. We've got different types of players for different circumstances. And all of that content is now loaded into various e-learning. It's sent out with links, you know, a la YouTube-type um, activities. You know, I want to – my rep is out in the field. They just sold a big deal. They want to tell you how they did it. They grab their iPhone. They do the video. They upload it to our internal YouTube, and boom, it's shared out to everybody just oh, like that.
0: Okay, so hang on a second. <laughs> I, just so many, you're, you're so not many buying, directions. You're not buying
1: the sales rep out in the parking lot, do No.
0: Because I I think that's kind of cool. I think it's all fascinating. My question is, lots of companies would love to get the end user to contribute learning, Mm -hmm. rather than being just a passive receiver of learning.
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: How do you get there? How do you encourage uh, people to not just be a receiver of learning, Mm -hmm. but to be a contributor of what they know?
2: Yeah. So we um, a couple of things. EDM, the tube product is an in-house product. So mm-hmm. our but our customers are you know our sales organization, our partner organization, um, the various groups. We've had absolutely no trouble. Um, we literally turned on what we call UPC user provided content, and the next thing we know, users are uploading you know many many different things. I you know I do a whiteboard on how. How a product works, I want to do a quick whiteboard. I go into my office, I throw my phone down, I record it, and I go to YouTube and I upload it, and then it's made available everywhere internally. Um, we also have another side of that product, which is more of, a, more of an administrative side, if you will. So the structured content, the formal learning, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, so we have content, you know, content administrators who build you know, video content specifically for learning. Um, and they'll wrap it up around a course or, you know, things like that. And they'll deliver that more of a, you know, embedded into an e-learning or embedded into a, a ILT or used during an OILT or something they want to they wanna provide it. Um, and that content may or may not be shared with everybody. They may lock it down. So it's only available through a formal channel. But a majority of our content is available through an informal channel. Um, I was just showing um, Dan one of, our, um, one of our videos, and there are 12,300 views of the video, which according to youtube standards isn't a lot um but when you look at e m c as a corporation there's fifty thousand plus people, so he's almost hit you know two thirds of the company exactly um with this one video and it it talks about a product that's coming out in a launch and you know he goes into some of the detail of what it is and how it works, and our sales reps can really just go there, grab that, take that quick five minute look at it um get a get a good idea of how it works, and go in and talk to customers
0: um when uh, I don't know if your company has faced this, but um When you have so much user-contributed content, how do you organize it so that somebody can find it, retrieve it, it's not overwhelming, there's just (laughs) this massive stuff out there?
2: Right. So um, one of the things we've been doing over the last year is looking at our product and figuring out how to manage the content inside it. So what we did um, initially, we created this content deletion policy. So... What YouTube doesn't have is they don't delete content. Well, we do, if nobody's watching it, then we, we gotta get rid of it, um, you mm. know. We don't wanna waste money and, and, and storage on content nobody's watching, mm-hmm. so, um, but we will never delete anything that's tied to our LMS or tied to a formal track. Those are exempted from that policy. The other thing we've done is we've gone into our interface and built channels, and within a channel, so we've got a sales channel, um, you know, let's say you've got a, um, a sales channel, we have one for Ireland, so Ireland built a channel, And inside those channels, we allow you to create sub-channels so you can start to categorize your content. And there's a channel owner, so that person is or persons are responsible to manage that content inside the channel. Um, And then you can feed out links to the channel, um, whether you want to embed it in another web page, whether you want to send them a URL to say, watch this video or or come to this channel and view it, um, or you want to package up a little player with little playlist videos, and you can send that out. Um, So that helps our users organize and manage the content. Um, our whole site's broken down by group functionality, so each group has a slice of the pie, if you will. So you're not looking at like a YouTube where you can go in and look at you know, millions of videos and you've got to search through all this stuff. The first thing you can do is go directly to your group. So I go to Global Services. Now I'm only looking at video content that's been uploaded and managed by the Global Services team. And then um, after that, you can then begin to search right in within that slice or you can break it down by product. You can break it down by group. You can break it down by your role and function within the group. So if I'm an enterprise sales rep in the sales group, I can further filter out that video content and focus right into what I want. And then I can run my search from there and see what I can get when I get back.
1: Now, it sounds to me like you've got this this whole mobile first attitude culture approach humming like a sewing machine. At this point,
2: (laughs) today. Today.
1: (laughs) But uh, a little counsel, if you would, for folks that might just now be kind of moving toward Mm -hmm. mobile and wanting to do audio, video, all that stuff, uh, some counsel you might share with them.
2: Uh, yeah, a lot of QA. Um, <laughs> it's an enormous amount of QA. Um, what we did was, you know, we could we could go iOS devices first. We could go Android. We could do, you know, we could look at the device and say, mm. we'll build. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people do that. They build to iOS first, and they say, okay, and Android will follow. Um, for a lot of our training products and a lot of our video and our video content and the way we built our sites, our, our portal, if you will, our YouTube portal, is we focused on HTML5 and generic technologies. We didn't focus on a specific technology because we didn't want to have to go build an iOS version and an Android version. Mm-hmm. So we went with a mobile, you know, basically a mobile web functionality, um, and we built with generic, you know, generic content on um, technology. So we focused a lot on HTML5, a lot on jQuery Mobile. You know a lot of javascript throwing terms out there hope somebody can somebody knows because i'm just saying <laughs> my developers know what they are okay. i just repeat what they say i sound smarter that way um but a lot of it was built with, you know, generic, and a lot of testing. I mean, we, you mm-hmm. know, you know on my my entire team uses iPads, phones. We've got, you know, various types of phones from Sony to Samsung to iPhone. and, and Okay, um, so that's
1: the technical side of it. Excellent advice. Yep. Now I gotta go into this guy's office. <laughs> he's, he, he's a little longer in the tooth than some of, you know, my other colleagues. Right. And I gotta convince him, look, we're gonna do things a lot different. We're still gonna do some stand-up training and all that, but I wanna do some audio, some video. I want people to be able to like, Ali was talking about which is a a really interesting idea to have the 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 rank and the file the people that are out there contribute any counselor you might have how do i sell this thing internally without just getting steamrolled
2: (laughs) um well you know the funny thing is you know i don't we were just at one of our one of our internal companies i and uh last week and we went in and we we talked to the inside sales training director we talked to the customer training director and the um the uh, partner training director under their global services team. And it was about an hour conversation. And so far, you know, Monday morning, we've got three meetings scheduled with these folks. There's, there's no selling involved, it's walking in and talking about technology that people are so used to. We say E to YouTube, and, you know, there wasn't an accident, I'm sure, that we named it that. Um, because when you say it, people be like, like YouTube? Is that what it's like? And we go, yeah. And they go, Cool.
1: Uh, all right. <laughs> right. Okay. okay.
2: So and, and you know, obviously then it comes search functionality, you know, you've got to be able to find what you're looking for. And we've got search, you know, functionality. We've got some pretty robust searching. We've worked with our global marketing team to embed their Google search technology into our products so they can pull out our content and push it up on an internal portal and you can search for it like you're looking, you know, looking in Google. It's no big deal. So a lot of it there's not much selling. Um, a lot of it is the thought afterwards. You know, once, once somebody buys into it, which is a pretty quick conversation, the next conversation is, how do I organize it? How do I set it up? How yeah. do I get my users to be able to find what they're looking for? Because
1: you could drown in this in a hurry, couldn't you?
2: You could, definitely. And yeah. so we, we work with them very closely to set up the right roles, the right functions, the right grouping, um, and then, you know, we work with them on channel development and so forth so they can or start to organize their content. And once, once they're good to go, you know, it's, it's only a couple hour conversation, really, then they're off and running. And, um, you know, and we, we work with them, you know, we work with them constantly during the process. And then we work with them afterwards as we work out with new functionality. So, you know, my product manager works on a regular basis. We have regular meetings with our stakeholders. So we have representatives from each group that we represent within the product. And we sit down and talk about where's the next technology going? What should we be building in the product? So very rarely do we put something in the product that we haven't really vetted within our organization. Um, the hard part comes when, you know, your VP comes and says, now let's make it available to customers. Uh, how do we make it available to those guys or customers that aren't customers yet? Or how do we build it into portals? So we're looking at that as our next, you know, where we're going to go next wow. is how do we get this wealth of vo- video content and what may be appropriate into the hands of people who really want to see it. And, are, and that's a lot of it is our customers outside, you know, so we're working on that as our next phase is where we're going to take the product and, and look at
0: you when know, you When you've talked with your leadership in your L&D function,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, has the concept or the topic of measurement come up?
2: Uh, it has. Uh, it has just started to come up. A lot of it has been done as informal training before Before now. But now we're looking at, you know, one of the other things, if you're familiar with products like Khan Academy and stuff like that, um, you know, they've asked, you know, can we do that? You know, Khan Academy is built on top of YouTube content. We've got ED YouTube. Can we do something like that? So we look at that as, you know, yeah, we can do that. You know, we got to figure out how to do it, um, you know, and how to build it. But um, that leads us down the next road of, you know, we start looking at measurement. We start looking at video. We capture an enormous amount of information about people who watch the video. We know who you are. We know group, what group you're in. We know how long you watch the video. Um, you know, the next phase in this is to look at Tin Can and the XAPI technology and start to embed that into our players. So now we're not going to be able to just tell who watched it. Now we know, you know, how long you watched it. Did you skip forward? Did you skip backward? Did you pause? We, we, we can get a lot more insight into what our users are doing with our content as opposed to just watching it.
0: Right, right. Um,
2: and that's something that our, our learning group and our content developers are very excited about. Because now I, can, uh, I know that, you know, I know Ed watched the video, but now I know what Ed did while he was watching that video. And look, he paused it 26 times. Right. You know, what's he thinking? What's he doing? Or he skipped ahead, or he didn't watch it at all. You know, he said he did, but we we know he only watched it for 10 <laughs> seconds.
0: So all the user testing that we used to do years ago before we rolled out some kind of an e-learning program and you had right. people watching what you were clicking on, now the technology lends itself that you can capture that
2: Absolutely. Release
0: it. And and then you can capture all that user data after the fact.
2: And you can do it. You know, we were just walking through one of our pilots a couple of weeks ago. And we noticed that, you know, the video was, you know, 20 minutes long and we're watching the user, you know, the user analysis tells us. And they watched it for about two minutes. So we know that uh, there's got to be a problem. So we start going into the video and we're looking at it and we decided, okay, what we can do is we can pull the video. We could fix the video and we can put the video back. The user doesn't know anything because we just swapped it out behind the scenes. Um, you know, we fixed on the fly. We don't have to change the URL. You don't have to re-register for the course. You've already got access to it, but it, it lends itself to a lot of advantages on our end to be able to, you know, sort of really dig into what's going on on the other side, right. so.
1: And this really can be a, a both-and proposition. This doesn't necessarily mean the death of instructor-led training in a room, right? I mean, this oh, can- Absolutely can not, no. Really yeah. substantially complement that with right. the follow-up and the repetition and mm-hmm. the,
2: our development managers have come to me and said, if I put the video in ED YouTube and I've got an ILT and I put a demo of a product, normally I would go up there and I would demo the product. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just play the video, right? Sure, absolutely. And then I can walk and talk through it. And I don't have to worry about misspelling or mistyping or doing anything. <laughs> no, it's all right there. It's a can, and you can do it whether you're online, whether you're offline, whether you, and then you can tell your students, here's the URL, go click on it whenever you want. Um, so we, we mix the two together a lot in different things we do. Um, And it works out really well. I mean, it's it's a huge advantage to the old days of having to figure out. Okay, I got to make sure my laptop works. I got to make sure I'm plugged in. The network doesn't go down, and all that's out of the way.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, I'm gonna get some real live input here. Shay, is your microphone on? Our engineer. Yeah, all right. So no, I'm just thinking if if you're training other engineers, you're gonna you're gonna get everything out and you're gonna show them what goes where and all that stuff. But how cool would it be if you had one or more videos that that they could watch? before during and after right absolutely absolutely you could set up a whole curriculum for the different and you could Mm -hmm. chunk it I guess like here's how you set up here's how you break down if if if, if the headphones aren't working check for these three things
2: and you're getting it from the expert you're not getting it from what he talked to somebody down the line you know your SME right Talk to the developer who talked to the instructional designer and they finally wrote it all down now it's Shane you know, and right on there. his best day, and absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. seriously, because you yeah. only put
1: out the good stuff, right? So, right. like, if he, right. if he's having a rough day, you know, we shoot it yeah. tomorrow. Or, yeah,
2: or absolutely, and we can edit out when anything we don't want. <laughs> <laughs> Fix uh, it in post. Are
1: you seeing this kind of thing more and more yeah. industry? What? Uh,
3: I'm seeing the use of technology really enabling far more superior learning opportunities, and and what I heard yeah. in part of what was just being described, uh, I, th- I found fascinating, is the, the use of this data that can go back to instructional designers to know where they're hitting the mark with what they're yeah. building in the program yeah yes and be able to say okay you know if they're skipping over this part i've missed the engagement w- right. w- what's missing right and 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 how can i fine-tune what i'm building into a program mm-hmm. i think is is just an amazing opportunity that
2: you're you right. the technology has enabled and we've you know in a lot of cases we do a lot i mean emc is a big company. We've got a lot of products. And, you know, we run through a lot of new release training and we do it on a regular basis. And, you know, in constant meetings with that director, you know, she'll say, we live and die by EDU2. We, we want to use it more and more because all they have to do is grab the engineer, put him in front of a camera and say, talk for 15 minutes about what you did, what you built. And then when they present that, it's there's so much more power to that than, you know, having somebody who is, you know, an instructor who they know the product fairly well, but they're not the guy who built it. And it's, it's so much more powerful to grab that. And there's no development time, really. It's, you know, just start talking. Tell us what you did. And, um, and you get a lot of that. And it, you know, it cuts down the development time. And then, you know, that engineer, you know, they, they literally have, probably have contests back there saying, hey, I got 6,000 views on mine. And you don't have any <laughs> much better than you are. <laughs> yeah. But the idea really is to, um, you know, look and get opportunities where you may not have an opportunity. There are some products that, you know, we just don't have the time to develop a large curriculum for. But we can get in, we can grab the, the engineers, get them into a room, do a, a half a day session, and then that video yeah. content can be pushed out across the company in minutes.
0: You've talked about uh, hardware and software and the technical side, but I'm going to circle back because you mentioned sales <laughs> training. So, <laughs> okay. so help me with, um, what, how are you supporting your, your sales force using ED YouTube?
2: Right. So we do a, a number of different things. And, you know, a lot of credit goes to our sales productivity team. They're doing a lot of the work. You know, I get, I get credit on the back end for, you know, working with the software and stuff. But they do, they do the hero's work out there. Um, but they are, um, what we'll do is every quarter we have a sales accreditation program. So what that program entails is it could be 40, 30, 40 different e-learning courses. Now, I say e-learning in that there's a title slide, there's a quiz on the end, and the rest of it's all video. Um, and what they do is they go out to the various experts, the subject matter experts, and say, we're going to talk about, you know, product positioning for XYZ product. And, you know, we're going to shoot a five-minute video or an eight-minute video, and we might daisy chain a couple videos together, package those up, and put those out. Every quarter, the sales organization produces a, an accreditation program um, that each rep is required to go through. Um, and they have basically three months to build it, package it, and get it available. And then every every January, so we're heading into this season now, we'll do a global kickoff. And, um, you know, the first year we did it a couple of years ago, it was all bring, fly people in. Let's get them in. Let's sit down in hotels. We'll go through the presentations. And, you know, it's death by PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's we video everything. Um, and we literally have it available during the – and it's all virtual. So we'll bring people together in conference rooms and around the company. And all the sales messaging, all the you know, from the CEO all the way down. Where's where are we going this year? How are we getting out there? And it's all being pushed out in video. It's all being streamed out here. We're using, you know, we use um, a content distribution network that um, pushes it globally. So we've got reps in you know, what I was saying what like Cambodia. We've got Uzbekistan, Peru, Colombia. I mean, all of these guys who who probably weren't going to get on a plane anyway. At some point, you know, now they're able to get mm-hmm. to this training and and be able to view it. Um, so and that's a that recycles every quarter um, and it's just an it's a machine over there that runs and they just use the YouTube They park it up in there and off it goes and you know, and then it takes off from there
1: uh, What an exciting time for those of you in this arena and with your instructional design rates. I mean, you got to be loving this, I right? Am. If you'd have had access to this when you were putting together some of your early courses, so,
0: I- immediate feedback. I mean, that's yeah. that's a yeah. thing. So often, you, well, in years past, for the last twenty years, you put a course together, you put it out there, and a year later, you right. might have enough feedback to be able exactly. to find out how to fine tune it. But now
1: it's instantaneous. Yep. And we've got
2: commenting and rating in the product, so we're, you know, we know we know who's good,
1: right?
2: <laughs> We know who's bad.
1: <laughs> so uh, resources for some of your colleagues out there that may not have the benefit of all the mm-hmm. the, the support and the momentum that, that you guys do at EMC where would you have them go to begin learning about about this and what counsel, if any would you, would you leave them with it as we wrap?
2: Sure so um, obviously there's, there's a number of video sources out there. Um, Massey up in you know Saratoga Springs they do a great video program they talk about how to build video and so forth those okay, are out yeah. there. Um, I'd say you know look at what other people are doing um, you know there's a wealth of knowledge you can you on anything on youtube these days and it's there and you know tell you how to build the videos um, and the other thing is you know one of the key things is hold your iphone sideways um, <laughs> okay <laughs> i can't tell you how many videos we get loaded that are that are sideways and it's like well you to hold your video, you hold your phone the other way hold it sideways <laughs> that's the press release
1: so. caption right there <laughs> yeah. I, I want hold you to your, your the video PR
0: sideways
2: yeah. <laughs> that's great yeah. But, uh, but a lot of it is, you know, you'll, you know, look at what other companies are doing. We talk to a lot of people that come through. Um, We take a lot of input from our stakeholders and people that we, you know, Mm. that we respect in the industry. And and that's, you know, they give us a lot of guidance and they tell us, they have no hold bar when they tell us we're wrong. Uh, There's no problem there. (laughs) But a lot of it is, you know, and EMC, you know, great company. They invested a ton of money in this, a ton of time. You know, I'm, I'm happy to have a staff of videographers that make it look easy. Um, You know, we've got classrooms that we can record, you know, we record a 40 hour course. I mean, and that's a lot of video um, and a lot of time. But, you know, as I'm saying, the course can be recorded. We, for example, we shot one on uh, October 6th, the week of October 6th. It went live globally on the 24th. Um, And, you know, now we're just tracking to see who's consuming it. Where are they? So it's a... It's an adventure. It's a, it's a ride, and it's a lot of fun. So
1: well, you, I can tell you're having a great deal of fun with it, and you obviously love it. And it's fantastic that you've developed it to that point and you have all the support you do. But I think uh, in the same breath, we've got we to share the message. You don't have to start there. You really can start oh, absolutely. With, the, with the iPhone, right? Oh, absolutely. Turn it sideways, yeah. Turn capture it sideways some content. And go. Empower your people out in the yeah. field, the boots on the ground, that are out there dealing with those issues day in, day out. Get them to return the learning to the organization. Organize it like you're talking about. And we'll clean it up and paint this baby as we go, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely.
1: Right. What an inspiring conversation! But thanks so much for coming. I appreciate with it. us. I
2: appreciate. it had a lot of fun. Yeah, this really piece of heck got to work and does it? Doesn't it? it <laughs> don't, t- <laughs> well, don't tell my we, boss. Well, we got a lot of stuff we got to fix and poach <laughs> There and, you go. And, and
1: Dan, thanks for putting this thing
3: together, no, man. my pleasure. I appreciate it, Dan. It's, uh, uh, I, I'm I'm reminded how fortunate I am to be in the in a in a market in the Boston area where there is. You know, what we've heard here this morning so far is, is so many different approaches and, and perspectives, but so many exciting things going on and learning. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, very, it's very rewarding to be here. Good. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the time.
1: Yes, sir. Well, thank you. All right, we'll be back in a few from Harborside. Uh, we're out. This has been a special
0: Business Radio X production
1: brought to you by
0: Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.